Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, ladies Uh, and gentlemen, to another episode of In the End Zone. Welcome back. Wow. (laughs) Have you been practicing that one? (laughs) That's pretty solid. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Yeah. Oh, boy. Welcome back. Well, uh, welcome back to the uh, to the podcast. Our first official week. Hey, Sorry. let's keep it down okay. now. Uh, okay. Our first official week with no football. We are now in between the season. Nothing really relevant to talk about, except for one thing. And uh, it was something that happened during, uh, I, th- I believe it was the Friday or Saturday before the Super Bowl. And we didn't really get a chance to talk about it because we made the Super Bowl, our, uh, you know, its own episode. But... I think it's worth talking about because it's our last relevant thing of the NFL season. The awards, right? Some some went the way of, of the voter and the consumer, and some were just flat out horrible. Huh? Straight up WTF, WTH, hell, you know, just weird, weird ones. So we'll we'll jump into this real quick. Um at the so all of us were really unanimous. I don't know at the beginning of the season if we were unanimous. I believe a lot of us had uh I believe I had Joe Burrow winning it or Mahomes. We we were really not we we none of us picked Lamar is what I can say. But by the end of the season all not of sure. us were pretty unanimous. It was yep. Lamar. Um I'm not shocked that he won. I don't think anyone is. He almost won it unanimously again. Uh Kind of weird. What I find interesting, though, in in looking at the votes, so Lamar, it went Lamar, Dak, McCaffrey, Purdy, and Josh Allen, and uh, it's weird that that he got forty nine first place votes. Okay, I can understand someone maybe wants to put him in second, except he didn't get a second place vote. He got a third place vote, mm-hmm. which is so well. weird to me. That one guy who did you know the third got- place vote gave Josh Allen. We lost him. Fellas, if you didn't know, Zach Voison will be getting a new laptop by the uh, next episode. So that will happen. Dude, I don't know why it's tripping it's really so bad. hard right now. Dog, it's it six really years bad, old. You can't type on it. Well, yeah, but it was working fine when I was back home. I think it's just Wi-Fi here. Anyways. I don't um, think so. You're, I don't know if you said delayed. that, no. but do you know who got the other first place vote? Josh Allen. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Um, I actually, it's funny because Josh Allen got the one per, first place vote, but he finished fifth in the rankings. Right. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I thought, rightfully so, deserved to be there. I thought Dak Prescott deserved to be in that that conversation. Obviously, when you talk about MVP, yeah, it's a regular season award. Well, it's a regular season award, and Dak Prescott was second to Brock Purdy in almost every statistical category. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the sixth best so, quarterback in the league. He is. There's a lot of – Doug, I have seen so many of these mock drafts that go Stafford and per, and Prescott. So you can debate me all you want, but if, he's if we're talking about – He's the sixth best quarterback in the league. It's okay. He is. He is. I agree. I agree. Thank you uh, for saying it. Finally. Finally. You come to your senses. Um, anyway, well, that, that, that was, eh, whatever his, his second award, we knew it was going to happen. Regular season award, uh, offensive player of the year. Okay. Well, 
the offensive player of the year, that was an easy one. Chris McCaffrey ran away with it. Um, I'm actually surprised yep. he didn't get more first place votes for how good he played. Uh, receiving votes were Tyreek Hill, CD Lamb, Lamar, and Dak, which, you know, I, I can understand those two. CD Lamb, obviously. Tyreek, I understand. Lamar had 32 overall points. Uh, he had three first place votes. Tyreek Hill had seven. CD Lamb only had one, which I find interesting because CD, mm. I thought, played better than, than Tariq did. Um, as he was kind of the only option they could look at, but you know, that's an argument. Anyway, Christian McCaffrey ran away with it. 39 first place votes. No surprise there. Right. Yeah. Um, here's, here is the big one. The, the, this is the really big one. And this is the one that really got Twitter stirred up defensive player of the year. Always one of the most volatile position like awards, um, because there's so many different ways you can, you can measure the success of the players. Uh, this one went to miles Garrett. And uh, a lot of people, including myself, thought it was TJ Watts to win. Um, I, I still look at some of these numbers and I'll bring them up, but I uh, just I'm a little shocked that that he didn't get it. Miles Garrett gets 23 first place votes, 165 total points. TJ Watt gets 140 total points. So pretty close. Uh, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby, Deron Bland all receiving votes for it too. So uh, Zach, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about whether you think that's a valid valid DPOY or not? Yeah, I really did want to talk about this because I think it was actually someone that wasn't mentioned enough. And I think all of them had great years, obviously, but one guy stood out to me, and that was Max Crosby. And the last two to three years, I've been really following him. Don't like the Raiders at all, but I love watching him play, and he's really, like, the only guy I respect on that team. So... Max Crosby, obviously in the past, was top five in basically every statistic there was. However, in the run game, he was first in 38 stops, first with tackles for loss with 23, first with a 36% win rate, win rate, excuse me, and first with a two forced fumbles in the whole season. So he was first in every statistical category for stopping the run. And he was also a top mm -hmm. five Russian league. And I believe he finished top five in stats as well, or sacks as well. So it's just one of those things where it's kind of a popularity guess or a popularity vote. And a lot of the guys don't really get the recognition they should get, especially a guy like Max Crosby, who's on the, the Raiders. Like, it sucks because, you know, if he's on a team where he's uh, Micah Parsons on the Cowboys, or, I mean, even TJ Watt for the Steelers, I feel like he gets a lot of love, as he should, because he's a really good player but he's really good it's the Raiders you know yeah. he is really good yeah. and he did have a great season but it's the Raiders you know and Max isn't yeah. a very I don't want to say well-known name when it comes to a defensive player of the year award but he's, uh, not, he's very underrated he's he's criminally he's not, underrated not, right he's not thought about a, of a defensive player of the year candidate every single year until maybe these last two years where he's been criminally underrated like you said this year specifically I think he was very underrated and I mean the stash has proved it I thought he should have won. He didn't even get as many votes as many votes, but I'm not really surprised about Miles Garrett getting the actual yeah. award and TJ Watt being second because they both had good seasons as well. I I agree with you. Max Crosby, I felt, did get a little disrespected. Although good for him, he's finished, he's improving or he's he's improved every single year since he's been in the league. So who knows where he's gonna be? Um 
the Miles Garrett one irked me. There's a there's a stat, and I will pull this up. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. He didn't have a sack in like the last six games of the whole season. He didn't. Yeah, he had one sack like over the last five and yeah. a half games. Uh, there's a. He was also um, ah. Here we go. So there's a common. Um, most of the players that win this are usually well. I this year especially was was pass rushers because they are so dominant mm-hmm. um, and such Always. game disruptors. So Always. the biggest thing that people brought up for the pass rush uh, and and the reason why defensive player of the year went to whoever was double team percentage and pass rush win percentage and, or win rate. And JJ Watt or TJ Watt, uh, his double team percentage was 15%, 14%. Whereas Miles Garrett's was 29%. 38. Uh, yeah, some crazy shit like that. Yeah, it's 29%. Um, and he had more wins on less plays, a lot less plays, uh, and a better pass uh, a better pass run. Pass rush win rate. Thank you. That's a mouthful. Um, yep. my, only, my only frustration with this is I felt like if you go off the statistics alone, other than that, right, because those do – favor miles garrett and so you could make that argument the only thing i don't love is that um when you look at the sack totals it's substantially different obviously he wasn't double teamed as much um 19 sacks to 14 in favor of um tj watt he also had uh more sorry he had more tackles uh more tackles for loss he had far more qb hits he also had a, I believe it was, um, let's see, he had an interception this year, a eight pass defenses, and there was no interceptions. Actually, Miles Garrett has never recorded an interception, only had three passes defensed, um, four first fumbles for TJ Watt, only three, actually four also. Wait, for, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 Miles wait, wait, wait. Sorry, go ahead, go, go ahead, back. go ahead. Miles Garrett has never gotten an interception? Nope, not a single one in his whole career. What? Are you yeah. sure? I'm looking at the stats right now. I'm on stats means. He's never Holy he's never shit. got a single interception. That might so, be the most surprising you, thing we talked about today. That is shocking. Uh, Passes defensed. Passes defense like batted deflected, at the line. Yeah, deflected. Yeah, deflected. Well, defended. Oh That's God, but right. it could be it could be yeah, 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 batted. Yeah. Um he had eight. TJ Watt had eight. Uh, which is actually more than Miles Garrett has had in in the last two years combined. Uh, he's never amassed more than five, and uh, almost every single year, TJ Watt has amassed more than more than five, except for one. Actually, See, more than seven. Now, granted, that's a that's kind of a that's a cherry picking stat because that's not the biggest thing. But then you look at forced fumbles; they're tied. They both have four apiece. Um, and then it's. Let's see. Sacks is the big thing. Tackles is the big thing. QB hits. Uh, approximate value. He was slightly low in approximate value. That's the only. That's the only give I, or the only thing to Miles Garrett's credit uh, that benefits him on just the, the just the the games played, defensive interceptions, the fumbles, the tackles. Was that he was slightly more valuable to his team than T.J. Watt was. So, okay. I don't know. I have two things. One, what was. What was Micah Parsons' uh, double team rate? 
Was that in the thirties? Oh yeah. I think he led the uh, league. Micah Parsons. Yeah, he was, yes. Micah Parsons, his, his double team percentage was 35% and his pass rush. That's what I was thinking. Pass rush win rate was also 35%. Led the league yeah, in both that's numbers. Crazy. On, that's crazy. On only 238 um, plays where TJ Watt uh, had almost 300. So, right. so yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it, it is very much a, um, I think it's a popularity pick the the number one player on the number one defense, you could argue, right? One or two um, on the number one defense. And I, I don't know. It's just weird. Miles Garrett, I truly think is is more popular than TJ Watt, and the NFL mm-hmm. at the end of the day is kind of sometimes a popularity contest. And we just kind of talked about that a little bit with um, with Max Crosby. So um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. You you could have gone either way. I'm just Max Crosby or TJ Watt. Sorry, has finished uh, since 2019. He's he's had uh, since 2019. He's had four years where he's made the defensive player of the year list. He finished third. Uh, he finished second. He did get the first place when he got the 22 and a half sacks. Uh, he led the league in a lot of categories there. And then he got second again. So he's been right there every year. Um, but yeah, just, you know, they're not always going to win it, but I thought he was robbed right. possibly. So, um, well, moving forward after that, offensive rookie of the year. I know Zach was pretty interested about this one. I, obviously, mm-hmm. we all kind of were unanimous about about CJ Stroud. Uh, they were kind of close in the points, but not really. CJ Stroud received forty eight of the fifty first place votes. Uh, Puka Nakua obviously got got two. Uh, he was mm-hmm. had one of the best rookie years I've ever watched, especially for a receiver. I think that well, statistically oh, yeah. the best. So. Um, mm-hmm especially with dealing what they had to deal with where he was at times, the number one, the number two, the number three, uh, but they finished first and second Laporta, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson all get votes. Um, the bottom two barely received anything. So. Right. Uh, Zach. Yeah. Ant, you guys have anything. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're okay. Uh, well, I have two things. One, I wanted to mention something previously about the Diva to Player of the Year award. I thought this was kind of interesting. So since 2014, we had um, three players win it more than once. J.J. Watt won it back-to-back in 2014-2015. Then Aaron Donald won it in 2017 and 2018. And then he won it again in 2020. Okay, so I guess it's one player or two players that have won more than once. But yeah, you look at this list since 2018. It goes Aaron Donald, Stephon Gilmore, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett. That's one, two, three, four, six years in a row where a defensive player has not won back to back. Yeah. So I look at this list and I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, man, that reminds me a little bit similar to like the NBA. Like there was a big thing if Jokic should win MVP back to back because they don't want to have the same guy winning it back to back, even though he had this. And they give it to Joel. Yeah. Sports where it's like these guys are super popular around the world, right? Jokic is known mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. Miles Garrett's pretty popular in the NFL. And it's really like interesting to see like how these major sports are kind of shifting to not giving back to back awards to these major players because they want yeah. to have these lists be saturated with different people. 
because you look at it like from 2012 to 20, there was only four guys that won it. And it's J.J. Watt, Luke Keekley, who had a crazy year that year, by the way. J.J. Watt again, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron, Aaron Donald. So it's just crazy seeing kind of the, the shift in major sports doing that. And then um, for the offensive rookie of the year, I really wish I could do a co-offensive rookie of the year because Puka should have won it as well. I know C.J. Stroud yeah. had a great year and he broke records, but Puka broke everything, dude. Like, And I know, again, he Puka, has one more game yeah. than everyone did in the past, but – him shout out puka and it kind of sucks that yeah. you know they couldn't give it to him as well but it is what it is yeah yeah obviously you know it's more of a quarterback award anyway like quarterback is is the nfl so uh if, if there's an opportunity to give it to him and they're they're both pretty close in statistical categories usually it goes towards a quarterback that's the same with the mvp that's why i think right. the last non-quarterback mvp that we've seen um was was it um Oh my God! Who's the running back played for the Vikings? Almost broke the record for most uh, Adrian Peterson most rushing yards. Adrian Peterson, thank you. Yeah. Okay, this is the one I really wanted to talk about. We'll, we'll we'll move on after this, but this is the one that really upset me. Okay, I was flashback to last year. I felt Tariq Woolen played a hell of a lot better than Sauce Gardner. Right? Statistically, he was better than Sauce Gardner. The only thing Sauce had him in is a PFF coverage rating, and it was very negligible. They they both uh Tariq Woolen had more interceptions, more pass breakups, uh better I, I think it was more tackles. I he just he just he just was better than Sauce in a lot of aspects, but Sauce was you're 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 not gonna give it to a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick, you're gonna give it to a yep. top three pick, right? So yep. I was frustrated with that yet again. Yes. So then Seattle with the believe it was sixth sixth overall pick. We skip on Jalen Carter. And we go to Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, another cornerback. I start watching the tape on this guy, and I go, oh, my God, this guy is going to be the perfect fit for us. And by golly, he was the perfect fit for that organization. He was a dog. All year, all year, he dominated, beat the shit out of wide receivers. Actually, he was way better than Tyreek Woolen was last year, and I thought Tyreek Woolen was the defensive rookie of the year. So I, going into it, was thinking, okay, it's going to go to Jalen Carter, or it's going to go to Devin Witherspoon. I wasn't even thinking about the other two players. Devin Witherspoon, uh, of, of the top five that were selected for Defensive Rookie of the Year, Devin Witherspoon uh, was – sorry. Uh, Devin Witherspoon uh, ranked second, um, or I guess I guess not second. He was the – him and Will Anderson Jr., I should say, were the only two that went to a Pro Bowl, Right. And Devin Witherspoon mm-hmm. made an all-pro team. So uh frustrates me a little bit. But Will Anderson wins this with 151 points total, 16 first-place votes. Jalen Carter and Kobe Turner got 14 and 14. Kobe Turner. This is, yeah. this is the weirdest thing to me. Devin Witherspoon got 57 total points, right? Okay, I can understand you want to pick Jalen Carter, maybe Will Anderson. Will Anderson – statistically had one of the better rookie years we've seen uh, for uh, what is it? Uh, and what is it? What is his position? He's a, uh, I have it right here Outside uh, for an edge rusher, right? He was one of the best yeah. in the run stop. He wasn't great with the pass with the pass blocking. That's fine. Whatever. I'm going to pull this up. And uh, this is really going to, is really going to get under my nerves. First and foremost, um, Kobe Turner, 
Kobe Turner played like shit this year. Uh, I'm obviously different position, so we can't we can't really judge it. Except he's he's a nose tackle, so his goal right is to get sacks, pass defenses, all that stuff. Let me go to his Pro Football Reference and pull up these stats, and I'll make this very fast. Uh, 17 games played, he only started four. He had two pass passes defensed, nine sacks, and 29 solo tackles. He also, in approximate value, was had a had a number of three. Right, Miles Garrett approximate value was 20. TJ Watts was 18. His was three. He had 16 QB hits. Now let's go to Devin Witherspoon's. Okay. Devin Witherspoon's approximate value was six. Nothing crazy. Obviously that defense was atrocious. Um, One intercept. Okay. 14 games played, 13 games started an interception, a pick six on that interception for 97 yards, one forced fumble, 16 passes defensed. Uh, He had three sacks, 56 tackles, eight tackles for a loss, and four four quarterback hits. And he and he finished behind Kobe Turner, as well as getting a Pro Bowl nod and finishing as the third ranked cornerback in the NFC this year. Uh, uh, insane. No insane. Jalen Carter no didn't record barely record Jalen Carter played honestly not that great this year. I could understand if Devin Witherspoon finished second because Will Anderson, again though. Number one pick, popular pick on a very good team that makes mm-hmm. the playoffs. I truly think if the Seattle defense was a little bit better, Devin Witherspoon gets the nod at that. That defense was atrocious. But then you look at the numbers, and so was the Eagles defense. They weren't much better than us by you know by the end of the season. The Rams came alive, and so maybe that's why Kobe Turner gets the point. Um, the approximate value, though, for, for Will Anderson was pretty high, but – Obviously, he had seven sacks on 29 tackles, 10 tackles for a loss. Uh, quarterback hits was 22. One pass, is def- one pass defensed, uh, but his approximate value was 10. Really, I-, I think statistically, Devin Witherspoon was better than all of them. Um, but the defense was just atrocious. It just frustrates me that, again, for the second year in a row, a Seattle cornerback that turned out to be an absolute dog is disrespected. Um, and that's what we saw today, or I guess during that award show. Right. So whatever. Yeah, that's that's what I got to say. Honestly. The Kobe honestly, Turner show just, makes no sense with four games played. Four games? How is he even eligible? No, no, no. He he, he only started four games. So oh, he played oh, okay, in every okay, game. Okay. But he was literally gotcha, not yeah. even the starter. He wasn't even the yeah, starting nose no tackle for a quarter of the no season. Sense. Anyway, anyway, that was my rant. I've been wanting to get that out for a while. Um so, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, the rest of the awards are pretty pretty fast. Comeback Player of the Year, Joe Flacco. I, I know that was debated between Demar. I'm glad Demar didn't win it, even though he got more first place votes. Coach of the Year goes to Steph- Kevin Stefanski, which is hold wild. On, hold on, because yeah, before we move ahead, on, this one made no sense to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I talked to my uh, dad about this, and maybe this is a homer I, pick I agree. because we like D'Amico. But let me just read yeah. the stats out to you. So the Browns in the last four years since 2020 have been 11 and five, eight and nine, seven and ten, and 11 and six this year. Mind you, this year they were 11 and six with probably the most injuries in the whole league. So I understand it. It made sense to me, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, what have the Houston Texans done in the last couple of years? Right? Uh, I just got rid of it. Hold on. Yeah. 
By the way, they both had the same amount of points. So, oh, we lost them. But this is oh, the last wow. one we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, and then I start looking at what Houston has done since 2020. They were four and twelve, four and thirteen, three and thirteen, and then ten and seven this year. They lost one more game with a way, 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 way worse of a franchise. And it's his first year as a coach. Like, it made no sense to me. Again, I agree. Like, I agree. We don't have to I know. Talk about it for very it's long. a homer pick. It might be a little bit of a homer pick, nope. but it's it's bullshit to me. Makes no what's sense. Funny, what's funny is that – so it goes off points, right? But in the events of a tiebreaker, it goes off who got the most first-place votes. And by one vote, Kevin Stefanski took it. 21, uh, 21 first-place votes to 20 for D'Amico and 165 points for the two of them. So it really was negligible. I just don't understand – how it goes to uh, to Kevin Stefanski after Houston destroyed the Browns in the playoffs. But again, regular season, regular season awards. It's a regular so. season stat. Ah, me talking about. The wait, 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 wait. So hold on, we got this. But what was it that Stewie said? Uh I'm warning you. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. He basically said, he's like, he's like, Keaton, if you don't, if you don't stop, I'm going to be mean. I'm consider this a warning. He was the equivalent to the one nerdy guy that um, uh, puts up a TikTok live. And he goes, if anyone says a curse word in my, in my stream, I'm going to ban him. Like that, that's Stewie. That that was him. Check check, (laughs) would ban him. Yeah. It's really bad. Oh God. That's hilarious. All right. Well, uh, no, 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 we're good. We're good. Okay. So, so moving on, um, hold on. Sorry. I'm just checking something real quick. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. We'll, we'll cut that. Um, Zach, you had a little thing. Well, I guess Anthony, both of you guys have made a little love child in your brains, uh, and wanted to introduce a new little, new little fun game that we'll be, uh, this is a a weekly segment. We'll actually have its own intro video for it. I don't have it done today, but it will be done by next, next episode. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's, it's, I'm telling you, I'm going to cook with it. I'm going to cook. It's going to be better than our intro. So, well, Anthony, uh, go for it. Maybe go ahead and introduce this. Let's hear from you. All right. Yeah. Your brain show. All right. So what this segment is, is what we're going to be doing. I'm sorry. We will be, um, so we'll be taking every single Jersey number zero through 99. All right. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to, we're going to have a list of maybe 10 to 15, just kind of varies on like players who wore this specific number. Right. So today we're going to start off with the number zero. And what we're doing is we're taking these list of players that we found that wore number zero. And we're going to be discussing about these players and ranking them of who basically wore this jersey number better. Who is the better player? Who is the best player who wore jersey number whatever? In this case, we're starting it off with zero. We're going to continue this throughout the weeks. And this is going to be a weekly thing. One number a week. That's what we're doing. And right now... We're, introdu- we're going to introduce to jersey number zero. Zach, take it away. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited about this because I feel like we can get a uh, a lot of people to, you know, be collaborative with this and either mm-hmm. say our list is right or wrong. But 
with that being said, let's start with jersey number zero. So, okay, we went and searched through all of the players that have worn jersey number zero, and we have came with this list. And we're going to make a list, like Anthony said, of typically 10 players, depending on how many wear the jerseys. But for zero, we uh, made a list with 10. So here are our 10. Ryan Burns from Carolina, who's actually a free agent. Bryce Young, who was a rookie this year with Carolina. Laquan Smith, which is one of the best linebackers with the Ravens. DeAndre Swift, who is a running back with the Eagles. Greg Newsom, who is a Browns cornerback. Braxton Berrios, who we'll talk about in a bit. Yaya Dibe, Dibe, I don't really know how to say that. I'm sorry. Um, Byron Young and Dibe was with the Buccaneers and Barrios was with the Dolphins. Byron Young was with the Rams. Jonathan Cooper, um, who had a very good season with the Broncos. And then Marvin Jones Jr., who we all know and is playing with the Lions. So I guess I'll ask you, you guys this. How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to pull up a like top 10 list and then we can kind of put those names in and then rank the five? No. Or do you just kind of want to? I think it'd be it? tough. I think, I, I think, I think we just verbally. I would have to get all the pictures for the players, and then mm-hmm. add them in. So it'd be a little difficult. Yeah, but yeah. we fair. can just. I think we. Can you, just, this is our first time just, doing it, so it's gonna be a little bit. So bear with us. Bear with us. Bear with us. Get it down, but this is this is, this is a workshop. Jersey number zero. Workshop. Yeah. So okay. Uh, um, I've highlighted ahead, five of the players that I think should be in the top five. And then I have some honorable mentions that I think you guys would probably agree with. Um, again, I'm excited for this segment because I feel like it's going to be very collaborative and a lot of you guys will agree or disagree with us. But here at least is my top five in no order. Um, Brian Burns, who has been one of the best um, linebackers, outside linebackers, ed rushers, edge rushers in the game. Uh, Roquan Smith, who arguably is the best linebacker in the game. I think he's behind Fred Warner, but he had a great season. DeAndre Swift, who is a top 10 running back. Greg Newsom, who has been a solid cornerback with the Browns. And then Jonathan Cooper. Um, So that's five. And then the honorable mentions, I think, could be Bryce Young, who didn't really have a fair kind of stuff. And Marvin Jones Jr., I just kind of want to throw him in there because he's been a good wire receiver that's been underrated for years now. But, again, he had five receptions for – 35 yards this year so he's kind of a no-show uh he didn't play a lot so i'll give him that but yeah so i think um, we should pick between maybe those six guys um and then so for the guys that are kind of off the list um i just included them for some of the memes yaya Dibe, he honestly had a good season with the buccaneers 38 tackles seven and a half sacks one forced fumble um and actually let's look him up real quick i think uh I, I want to say this. And uh, unlike and ahead. unlike Ariaya, he actually has a full set of hair. So that's definitely a plus for him. But um and a good workout. Yeah, I mean he <laughs> Yeah. He had a good it. year, but not, I don't think he's top five. Um and then Byron Young, he had a pretty good year with the Rams as well. He had sixty one tackles, eight sacks, and two two force fumbles. But I think other players that are in front of him are a little bit better. Marvin Jones, like we said, is kind of a no-show. Braxton Berrios, I kind of just threw on this list because he's dating Alex Earl, who's really hot. But he's just kind of an honorable mention because that he had 27 receptions, 238 yards. I don't know if he had any touchdowns. He played for the Dolphins. Kind of a all-around type of guy. Can return punts, return kicks, stuff like that. So yeah. I don't think that he really is that it's good. He was just thrown in just because, I mean, he's dating Alex Earl. And 
he's kind of a Swiss Army knife, like you said. And then it really just comes down to these five guys. So, like we said, okay, Brian Burns, yeah, uh, Roquan Smith, DeAndre Swift, Greg Newsom, John DeCooper, and then I think we can maybe argue Bryce Young, but I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Okay, this is what I want to say about Bryce Young. Looking at looking at some of the pre-draft stuff and re-looking at his combine because I I got bored over the weekend and I just kind of was like watching old combine players. Uh, I can understand why Bryce Young sucked. I think nothing that I watched made me say, "Oh my God, this is the guy." But but what? And I've always said this, and this has been my biggest frustration with how NFL teams as a whole work. Because obviously the quarterback wins Super Bowls, right? You bring in Patrick Mahomes, you win three Super Bowls because of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's intangibles on either side of the ball that you have to be able to address. But at the end of the day, it usually falls on the quarterback. Uh, that's the guy that's going to win or lose games. Bryce Young, I felt, was given a very un- unlucky hand. He was thrown into the least functional, the most dysfunctional organization that we've seen uh, in the last three years. I think I would honestly argue the fourth most in the last decade. When you think about the Lions, um, when they went 0-16, you think about the uh, Browns a few years ago, the Bears of recent, uh, Jaguars right when they first got Trevor Lawrence. Right, They're right there. They had the worst offensive line by far. Bryce Young, by what far. he prided himself on was, was, was NFL, was pro-style NFL pocket presence. and he mm-hmm. lacked all of it because his his offensive linemen were genuine Swiss cheese. And I mean, like, yeah. holes, full-on holes. You could walk through it. I could walk through it, dog. You know that show on Nickelodeon that was, uh, it was like, hole in the wall, and you had to, like, make a shape? <laughs> and you had to fit through the shape? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's you know what it is. <laughs> yes, that's you the Panthers' what? offensive line. You just had to make a shape. You had to do this. And you just waltz right through him, right to right to Bryce Young. <laughs> he had they traded. Peso they traded, could get through. Yes, they traded. Peso they traded. <laughs> Miles Sanders was a no-show this year. Obviously, with a bad offensive line, he's not going to do anything. Their best receiver was Adam Thielen because they traded DJ Moore to Chicago, and Chicago still ended up with the number one pick. They traded their head coach their quarterback's coach, their defensive coordinator, all in the span of a week, mid-season. So, yes, did Bryce Young play bad? Yes. I think it was very disappointing. I'm not shocked he did play bad. What frustrates me is the people that are like, oh, yeah, this guy's a bust. I think – I honestly think another season like this, and you could maybe consider that, because at some point he's going to just lose his bearings. He's not going to be the same – he's not going to have the confidence. He's not going to be the same quarterback. But – I think he got an unfair advantage, but off statistics alone, he really wasn't that great this year. Really was actually one of the worst quarterbacks right. in the NFL this year. So on the worst team, though, too. So yeah. So I mean, I'll say this. I'll make the argument for him. He is on the worst franchise in the NFL. And I don't really think it's an By argument far. right now. Um, so he was yeah. put in a very bad situation. But I mean even looking at so, he played very bad. He had a 59% completion percentage, 2,877 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions, which is kind of inexcusable. Um, so it sucks, yeah. but 
I don't know. There could be an argument made, I feel like, um, for him in five. But with that being said, I think the argument could be made with either Greg Newsom or Jonathan Cooper. So let's kind of get into that. Jonathan Cooper had 72 tackles, eight and a half sacks, and one interception with the Broncos. And then Greg Newsom, who I'm sure you guys have heard of on that good Browns defense, he had 49 tackles, two interceptions, and one touchdown. Mm -hmm. So he returned an interception. Um, Do we think Bryce Young can be ahead of those guys, or would we put Bryce Young ahead of those guys? I don't think so yet. I I don't don't think so yet. I think – and I'm going to go off of what you guys said. I haven't talked too much. I've just been kind of more observing in this episode Mm -hmm. and more just kind of listening in, um, which is fine too. But I also just want to add it on to, like, just kind of saying I agree with Keaton. And uh, to a sense, I mean, Zach kind of said it as well. But honestly, yeah, Bryce Young played like shit. He did. But there is that horrible franchise that he's a part of right now. Um, I'd say give the kid two more years, see what happens, right? His O-line is horrible. On Keaton, the Swiss cheese comparison, that is probably one of the best comparisons I've ever heard in a long time when it comes the to Swiss cheese. It's, it's literally line. It is. It is. I, like it like they're fucking they they're, they're, they're out there diary of wimpy kid. They're fucking picking picking dandy lines out in the outfield. Dude, they All got the defensive linemen just run out there. They got the cheese touch, man. And you know they have the cheese um, touch. The defensive players do at least. Yeah, Bryce was running away from defenders like they had the cheese touch because he couldn't get defended. <laughs> oh my god. Um but that offensive lineman no. could not defend him to save shit, dude. That was bad. Yeah, it sucks for him. Yeah. But, but I think Anthony, that's a great point. Give him two years of I I give him two years. We're gonna see what happens, right? Um, mm-hmm. sure, he's part of the worst franchise in the NFL right now, um, by a long shot, too. Like it's not close. Um no. and I mean I am excited to see where what's gonna happen with it. Cause I mean, we like like Keaton said, or Zach, I cannot remember now, but we've seen it with mm-hmm. the Browns, we've seen it with the Lions, we've seen it with there was another team that you guys said. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but whatever. Um, we've seen it with those teams, how they were really bad. Honestly, you never know. You never know. That's the that's the cool thing about when it comes to like the draft and everything and what's gonna be and what's happening in the next years. Like you just don't know. Um, um, so but to answer the question though, I do not think Bryce Young is in that top five. I think he I, don't either. I think that he is below Jonathan Cooper and Greg Newsom. I do. Okay. And so I think Greg Newsom comfortably at six yeah. then. So let's do four yeah, and five. Uh, what do we think? Well, four and I, five. Is this between Greg and Jonathan? Yes, sir. I'm taking Jonathan over Greg. I'm taking Greg Newsom. I'm taking yeah. Greg. I thought um, Greg Newsom. I thought Greg Newsom, they tried him a lot. He didn't have any of it. Yeah. I thought he had a one of the better years of any quarterback in the NFL. Uh especially for a guy that didn't play great the last few years. Um, oh wait! Least, I, I know. I know. Last year he wasn't great uh, by this standard or this metric. So I would say Newsom moves up to four. Yeah, and I Cooper agree. stays at five. I I, I um, no. I I no. I I I agree. I got the I got the stats mixed up. The names That's on me. Okay. I was I was looking I was looking at um, different. I don't know. But yes, I agree. Cop yes. out. Cop out. Yeah. Nah, I mean, cop out. Yep. Honestly. Honestly, shout out to Jonathan Cooper, though. I really have not heard that name very much, and he had a great year. 
72 tackles, eight and a half sacks, and one interception for a Broncos defense. That's pretty yeah. solid. But I think he's solid at five. Greg Newsom solid at four. And this is where things get fun. I have my list here, and we have the remaining three players, which is DeAndre Swift, Roquan Smith, and Brian Burns. So I have my one, two, three. Together. I have my one, two, three. What'd you say? I have my one, two, three as two, well. But I'll read out my stats, or excuse me, the stats that we have for them. Um, Swift had 1,449 rushing yards, five touchdowns, 39 receptions, 214 yards, and one receiving touchdown. Mind you, that offense gave Jalen a lot of touchdowns, so let's keep that in mind while we actually do this list. Roquan Smith, who, again, I've been praising a lot, had 158 or one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, and one interception on a stacked Ravens defense. And then Brian Burns, who, again, has been a great um, pass rusher for the last couple of years, 50 tackles, eight sacks, the best NFL free agent. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we think, fellas? Anthony, I'll ask you first. Go ahead. Um, so where I'm going to go with this, my number three, I'm going to have, uh, oh man, this just sounds so crappy too. Um, you know what? I am going to put, see, that's tough though. He's on Carolina. See, originally I was going to put Brian Burns as my three. And then I was going to put DeAndre Swift at two and Roquan Smith at one. That's where I was going with it, with it originally. That's what you think. Yeah, be comfortable with your list. I yeah, like yeah. You know what? I that, yeah. You know what? Looking at it, looking at the stats. Yeah. No, I think that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to put Brian Burns at three, DeAndre Swift at two, Roquan Smith at one. And but yeah. before before you guys go, they're all great players though. They're all insane. Like I think, like they're all really good. And it's just it's like one of those things, right? It's like no matter what, you know, when like we are trying to like make these decisions and everything like they're all like i i can't even speak i don't know never mind go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> what I are you doing what I was gonna say. your jaw broken or something <laughs> no, 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 no. i was making a thumbnail i was making a thumbnail real quick sorry go ahead Dude. go ahead go ahead i'm i'm listening i'm listening i'm listening i'm multitasking <laughs> You're just let, my AD- let me let my adhd cook let my adhd cook dude it's doing dirty. yeah your adhd if let I my was, adhd go was... through the roof so now i forgot what i was gonna say and i just started <laughs> rambling and yapping for no reason thanks for that he was talking and then fucking keys just like clip that we got that that's a good clip. that's a good clip that's a good god clip. it's got me yapping i don't even know what's gonna to say clip. anymore Bro was speaking Japanese there for a second Dude, after I, I went, was. Anthony goes, Anthony I goes was. back. I don't know what I was going to say. That, we got to clip that. We have to clip that. That's going to be God, that is horrible. Fun. I don't even know. I'm, not even I'm sorry. I was making a thumbnail. I was making a thumbnail. I was making a thumbnail. I'm sorry. Do it after. Uh, I it, it just came to me. It just came to me. Okay, well, um, let's move on. Keaton, what is your list? I'll make this fast. Uh, I've got Brian Burns, Roquan, uh, three, two, one, Brian Burns, Roquan Swift, DeAndre Swift. So I think. Wait, wait, say that um, one more time. Three, two, one. You have DeAndre at one? So from, yeah, I do. Yes, he has DeAndre at one. Roquan at two. Brian at Burns three. at three. Wait, say that again. Say that one more time. My thing glitched. Brother can't hear me. DeAndre Swift, number one. Number two, 
Roquan and Brian Burns number three. Holy moly. Well, we all have differing opinions because I have Roquan at one, Brian Burns at two, and DeAndre Swift at three. That's crazy. John, so I guess we can put the touchdowns. The touchdowns aren't there for DeAndre Swift because uh, Jalen Hurts is a touchdown merchant, a, a one yard Andy, but um, he, uh, um, sorry, sorry. Uh, but I think the, I, damn, I lost my train of thought. Uh, See, DeAndre Swift almost had, had almost 1300 all, uh, all purpose yards this year, which I think is. <laughs> All right. Well, we were a mess. We move tonight, on, fellas. Should we move Zach, on? What's your, well, what's yeah. your top three? Um, yeah, Roquan Smith is my number one. Brian Burns is my number two, and Swift is my third. So we all have differing okay. lists. So we'll put that up in one of the clips that we post. But that's pretty interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, and I the like reason that. why I have I like Roquan at number one. Yeah, me too. I have Roquan at number one just because the impact that he's made on that Ravens defense. They're always good, but. Since he's been there, they've been great. <laughs> it's like I was hoping you guys right were, behind someone. You're like, I, I was honestly hoping I could do it fast enough that you guys wouldn't notice. Oh no, I noticed. We all noticed. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You. No, 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 not not that one. The first one I did, the one where Anthony was talking. Oh, I did oh, it first. Oh, oh, oh. I did the first one. I did the first one. And then I was like, it didn't save. So I had to, I was like, oh my God, I got to redo it. So God. anyway. Everyone, like we anyway, said, guys. you know, this is, this is something that's, we're going to need a little bit of practice on for this segment, but Hey, you know what? We'll get there. You know, just bear with us. Like we said in the beginning. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, this, well, we'll, do we want to? Well, and we'll we'll cut this part out. Do, do we want to do this last segment, or do we want to save it for next week? Um, this one might take a bit. We could probably introduce this one next week as well, because okay. this one took us a bit to kind of introduce and get used to. Yes. Okay. So I would like to say this for the people still watching: next week we're going to do a segment, and uh, this this might not be a recurring segment, but we might do this uh, once or twice. Um, definitely next week we're going to do a spin the NFL team or spin the wheel. You land on an NFL team. And then each of us in the form of a snake draft, um, pick a, a starter from that team to fill out a quarterback, a, two receivers, a tight end and a running back. For example, let's say, um, let's say I land on the Seahawks, right? I could, I could pick anybody quarterback. I'm, I'm taking Gino or receiver. I'm taking you know, uh, Jake Bobo, let's say I get the Niners. I'm taking Adolf Hitler for quarterback. So I could really go anywhere. Um, you know, what would be fun if we include, if I, in that. that would be cool. If I, if I landed on Maybe the Patriots, I'm taking that one white quarterback. So, um, <laughs> that guy's got grit. Yeah, he's a hard worker. Real, real hard. Yeah, big, big off-season guy. <laughs> I would definitely let that guy date my daughter. That one white guy. So, Who? Cam Newton. Um, uh, yeah, Cam Newton okay. could date my daughter. Yeah, no. Oh, that was um, when he us. Um, and going to next yeah. week. Um, I most anyway. likely will not be here next week, so unfortunately, I'm gonna That's have fine. to miss out on that segment. Ah. Um, but. 
please enjoy it. I will I will say though, I just thinking about it now, I think I may there's a possibility I may have time to be able to be there for that episode. So we'll see though. Stay tuned if I'm there or not. Um, but no matter what, yeah. um, I'm not there. Um, I'm excited to see you guys uh, come up with during the during the week. Yeah, yes, sir. I think uh, we'll probably get. I think we'll get a guest on. I have a buddy that wants to be on. So if Anthony's not, uh, we might we might get my buddy on for an episode named Bridger. Uh, oh. So I'm gonna reach out to him this week and, and see what he's up to. Um, oh. If not, we'll get someone. We'll get Diego or someone. That'll be fun. Anyway, yeah. well, that's the uh, maybe Cody, maybe Cody, because I know he's been wanting to come on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's the episode. So. Sorry, my oh god, my huge massive traps just like like had a seizures. Um so there it is. That's the, I really that's hope that we laugh with this one. Uh this was a solid episode. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Wait, hold on, I gotta time this right. I gotta time this right.